You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. So, tons to talk about with our next guest, and he's kind enough to come back and spend some time with us to talk about today's environment, what's necessary from our global leaders um, in and out of the executive suite. Joel Peterson has written a lot about leadership. He's the chairman of the Board of Overseers at the Hoover Institution at Stanford, professor at the Stanford Graduate uh, School of Business, founder of Peterson Partners, as well as a former chairman of the board uh, at JetBlue Airways. And his latest book is Entrepreneurial Leadership, The Art of Launching New Ventures, Inspiring Others and Running Stuff. He joins us on the phone from Park City, Utah. Joel, it is nice to have you back here on Bloomberg Radio. How are you? Great. Nice to be with you again, Carol. Well, tell us a little bit, you know, since we last talked, um, I do think we are looking to the nation's leaders, the world's leaders to kind of figure out our way through this world and figuring out how do you keep businesses going? How do you keep the economy going? How do you keep the financial markets secure? How do you see it and how do you think the leaders are doing? Who's doing well too? Well, I think a lot of uh, leaders are doing really well. We have a portfolio of about 50 companies and they're ad- adapting to it. They're reconsidering you know, what is their covenant with their customers? What are the hard things that they haven't done that they need to do? And what ways can they build their business in this time? There are opportunities that are coming to the fore. People are learning new ways of doing business. And I think we're actually recovering quite nicely from the COVID um, crisis. And so what's, what are the learnings that stick, Joel? Like, what are the things that you know we sort of learned in these remote working environments, in this Zoom world, and the distance world that, you know, you feel like culturally or even in, in a day-to-day setting are going to remain? Well, I think we probably won't be taking trips across the country for a one-hour meeting yeah. anymore. I think we found that there are a lot of things we can do on Zoom or other of these uh, kinds of programs that are actually quite effective. Uh, so I think, I think the travel and uh, uh, hospitality and will come back, but they'll come back relatively slowly. Um, I think we're finding that we miss people. I taught a course at Stanford in the spring, and uh, I, I used to come out of class on a high. I would, I would love being <laughs> with my students. It was fun. I would come out this time speaking to a screen and come away saying, how much longer before I have to do that again? You know? so, so I think we, we really understand that we, we need to be around people. Yeah, absolutely. I think we are getting a a little bit of a warped sense of kind of our lives that we are living it so much. The things that we criticize our kids for doing, being so much in front of a screen, we we have to to kind of keep things going. I want to go back to your portfolio of 50 companies. Talk to us a little bit about them, the types of companies, and you said that they're doing well. Uh, I am just curious about as a result of what we are going through in the pandemic, are there some in your portfolio that you're are like, this is going to be a turning point for them uh, in terms of maybe demand going forward? Well, uh, you may have heard of the company Franklin Covey. I've been on the board mm-hmm. there for about 29 years. It's a training company. And they thought for a while that they were going to really have trouble because they do a lot of online, or not online, but direct in-person training. And they've right. since converted it over to all online, and they're getting higher net promoter scores. They provided a bunch of free materials to schools that they work with and families, you know, people who are teaching their kids at home now need materials. 
So they just provided it free to them. So they're figuring out new ways to connect with customers. We've got another one that's a robotics packaging company, you know, and and with fulfillment, what it is, uh, you're finding that they're being used a lot. They actually build packages around the product. So there's no air, there's no sealed air, there's no peanuts. They really create these very efficient, so it's called uh, smart packaging for a green planet. And so they, they've done well. So it really depends. Each one is different. Another one called Cotopaxi uh, has basically given a lot of money to help people through this COVID thing, through uh, sales of their uh, product. So interesting. Well, and I have to tell you, Jason, uh, you know, Allbirds is in their portfolio. Jason and I are both fans. Um, I'm wearing my Allbirds literally right now. And I have to say, you go to, you know, I remember, yeah, you go to their store in New York, and I mean, it was constantly packed with people buying not just one pair, but usually multiple multiple pairs. How do you decide what you're going to invest in? You know, I'm pretty old fashioned. I'm probably the opposite of Warren Buffett. Uh, he always talks about the business plan beats out the people. I uh, invest in people. I find great entrepreneurs and I back them and help them do great businesses. So uh, to me, I and that's why our portfolio has in all of these different kinds of things. I was the first uh, investor in Bonobos that you may have heard about, men's yeah. pants uh, business. Um, and it's because it was a couple of students of mine that I loved. And, uh, you know, I just figured out how to, how to help them get and what is the um, and and do people you mentioned a, a couple former students like how do people find you? I mean, I assume you're you, you are sought after in many ways, uh, <laughs> Joel. But but how do people get to you? Well, uh, so we're uh, about a billion dollar uh, series of funds. We're in Salt Lake. Uh, we're on the internet. I know I have a big network because yeah. I've done business on the coast for a long time. So, and then I, I always tell people I've done a lot of favors for people over the years, never expecting anything back. And every once in a while, I get surprised. So that's a source of, of deals. So, Joel, I want to talk about leadership uh, in the midst of this world we are living in. We got to chat with you a little bit about that when we were talking earlier in this year about your new book, Entrepreneurial Leadership. But this is a real test, I would imagine. And I know you talk to CEOs all across the world. If you can generalize, what makes for a good leader in this topsy-turvy world? Well, it's actually, uh, you know, I thought for a while this notion of putting out a book on entrepreneurial leadership uh, was the worst possible timing during this COVID thing. But I actually (laughs) think that coming out of it, we need entrepreneurial leaders. These are people who really innovate. They create durable change. They're not merely presiders. They're not merely administrators, managers, politicians. You know, the, the kinds of leaders that you sometimes get in organizations. I think it's going to be hard to lead an organization out of this mess without having kind of an entrepreneurial uh, mindset. That's a really good point. That's a, that. So tell us a little bit more Unpack that a little bit for us, um, Joel, if you would. In other words, what specifically do leaders at this point need to be thinking about? I mean, we talked, Jason and I talked to a lot of CEOs who had to pivot quickly. Restaurants are having to do it, right? They can't have everybody inside, so they've got to figure out how, you know, 
you know, upscale restaurants who are doing takeout, which they never thought they would do before. People are having to reimagine their businesses. And I think it starts with thinking about who are our customers, what's our covenant with our customers, and that takes new creative thinking outside the box. You know, at JetBlue, uh, we decided that our number one value a long time ago is safety. And uh, if you think of safety now, it has to do with health as well. It didn't used to, but now we sanitize our planes, people wear masks, we don't sell the middle seat, we make sure we have HEPA filters, we take people's temperatures, you know, all kinds of things that are really consistent with our safety objectives. So I think every business is having to rethink these covenants. I mean, I would say that the first thing that you have to do as a leader in times like this is you have to survive. And job one is liquidity. So you've got to extend the runway. And I think a lot of leaders are challenged by that. But that's job one. You've got to do that. Then I think you have to reimagine what it is your covenant with your customers and make sure you're delivering on that. And then you, uh, I think, go from there. And, And I think a lot of it is communication. Our cover story of the magazine this week is about Ben & Jerry's, which, as you know, is part of Unilever, a giant company. But, you know, after George Floyd in Minneapolis, I mean, that company, you know, one of their board members said to the CEO, you know, you got to do something quickly. And they did. And and that tends to be kind of their ethos of, of who they are. They're constantly thinking about bigger macro issues and how to have a voice out there um, so that people really understand what they are and the culture of their company. So, Joel, I, yep. I have to say, you, you opened the boarding door, as it were, to talk about the, uh, the airlines, and we'd be remiss. It would be journalistic malpractice if we didn't ask you, what happens with the airline industry now? I mean, it is back on its heels, to say the least. We've got all these dire forecasts, especially about business travel. What's the road, the runway, whatever metaphor you want to use? In, what's the way back in the, in the short and midterm here? Well, I think it's going to take some time for people to feel comfortable again. And it really starts out with the psyche of the the customer. And I think they have to feel like it's still the safest way to get from point A to point B. Uh, So the airlines have been that for a long, long time. uh, And they've been actually a fuel-efficient, carbon-efficient way of doing that, too. But they don't feel like it's a good way from a health standpoint. So I think we have to secure that. It's funny, after 9-11, it took about nine months for people to really start flying the way they've been flying before. It took some practice. They had to get used to the TSA. They had to get used to titanium doors on the cockpit, et cetera. So I think it'll take some time because it's so hard to uh, imagine how things will come back. We've done scenarios where we looked at a V-shaped recovery, a U-shaped recovery, an L-shaped recovery, you know, which is to say a long, long time. So I think you just have to imagine that, you know, things are going to be different and you have to be able to thrive, survive, then thrive in all of those uh, scenarios. Do you think everybody thrives? I mean, JetBlue and American, right, announcing kind of this big partnership collaboration. I mean, people are speculating, is this the first step to a merger? You know, do we, we just have about 40 seconds. Do you anticipate that there will be some, you know, more consolidation here? I think there'll be some shuffling. I think you may see some carriers disappear. Uh, You may see all kinds of different things. I don't want to speculate or create any news, obviously. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that you can always do that with us, Joel. We're really okay with it. <laughs> that anytime you feel like it, you come back. You come back and join us. Joel Peterson, uh, it's always a treat to yes. catch up with you. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Joel Peterson, of course, former chairman of JetBlue, professor at Stanford's Graduate School of Business, founder of Peterson Partners. He's got his hands in a lot of pies. Yeah. We love uh, checking in with him. I love his just perspective. Because 